The Last Word on Sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. Time to preview the weekend's Premier League action. Tony Cascarino and Mark Lawrenson are with us. Mark, before we get on to previewing the game, just wondering, you've worked with Gary Lineker. You obviously heard the news an hour ago that he is stepping back from his role as presenter. What do you make of what's happening? Well, I think that comment about <clears throat> Germany was, was a poor comment. But in all honesty, Ian, he's, he's freelance. <clears throat> so he's entitled to say what he wants. As, as long as it doesn't, obviously, you know, it's not too serious and not, not too damning. But it's just become a circus now. And typical BBC, they said the other day, no, we're not, we're not giving rap his knuckles or anything like that. So, and then, ah, listen, I can't believe, I've just turned the news on over here in England and it's the lead story. What's happening to us? Yep. Yeah, much more on that on Today FM over the next couple of hours. I think there's going to be a further few updates on it. Thanks very much for that, Mark. I'll tell you what, we'll get into actually previewing the games now because that's what people want to hear. Tony, can I start on Sunday's games, actually? I don't know, we'll get on to Man United in a moment, but let's start at the top of the table. Arsenal, London Derby against Fulham. If you were to look at the leaders' form all the way up to Christmas, they were do- or the World Cup and then the Christmas break, they were doing really well, scoring lots of goals, but weren't letting any in. And over the last couple of games, and particularly last weekend, they've started to leak a few and early on. What's happening defensively at Arsenal? Well, they're not playing quite as well, Ian. Um, look, the form before Christmas was sensational. You know, after coming to the World Cup, coming back, they've had some in different games, but what you can say, they've had a couple of games where they've come back from literally in a, a, a terrible position, Villa away. And obviously Bournemouth last weekend where they've showed enormous character. So you have to praise them for that. It's been a roller coaster for Miko Arteta's uh, team over the last few weeks. And they've come out still with a decent lead. They've still got that five point gap. And, you know, and they're, it's really hard. Me and Mark have chatted with Matt all during the season. And if anyone goes to the Emirates, and, and I'm sure loads of Irish fans go across who have got a, allegiance to, the, to Arsenal, the atmosphere is amazing in the stadium. It used to be the library. Well, it's like Oxford Street on a Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Everyone's going mad. And it's just, you know, it's completely different. And there is some, something that's happening that's really special is that real belief, even when they're losing games, that they'll get something out of it. And look, great teams have always done that. Liverpool have done it. Man United have done it. I've seen Jose's... Chelsea do these sort of things. Man City have done it on a couple of occasions where they've won the league with these crazy matches. And Arsenal have been doing that in recent weeks. Mark, we spoke about the game at Arsenal at Bournemouth last weekend and how they did get that injury time winner. They had to dig deep on the bench to find somebody to score. Well, that's, that's why you have big squads, in. But um, the, the elation at the end of that game, um, not just the supporters, but also the players, would it would have been fantastic, and in terms of going forward, it doesn't half boost your confidence because you're thinking, you know, you don't want to be two nil down. But if we do go two nil down against some against whatever team, we've got a chance of clawing it back, and that's exactly what they did. And you know, if you're going if you're going to win the Premier League, you're going to have to use all your players. And now all of a sudden, you know, everybody's fighting for the position in that team, which for me is is, is why they are such a good side at the moment, Arsenal. Reese Nelson scored that goal 97th minute deep into the 97th minute. Is that a testament that he should be actually perhaps starting rather than coming on for a substitute? No. 
No. Uh, he, he is a substitute, I'm afraid, but he just you know, it's, it's a last throw of the dice and it's come off for him. I think, I think he's got a new contract or something, somebody was saying, or negotiating a new, new contract on the back of it. No, he's not going to be a regular starter, but he is, he is part of the squad. And, I mean, whether he stays um, from further on in terms of the rest of the seasons, I'm not quite sure, but he's certainly had his day in the sun last week. Let's move on to some of tomorrow's games. Tony, three o'clock tomorrow, Nottingham Forest go to Spurs. <laughs> I think Forest might fancy their chances, given the week Spurs have had. Well, not with Forest away record, Ian. It's dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be careful. It's like Forest have been as bad as anybody on the road. So I think it's a perfect game for Tottenham to sort of show a bit of redemption because, you know, you know, you talked about Man United and what happened in the week of, you know, that 7-0 defeat and they showed in a performance by beating Betis, by the way, last night, who were terrible. Um, but this is a game that Tottenham is ideal for them because they're playing the team with the worst away record in the league. Um, so I, I expect Tottenham to win. I think they'll do it. I think it will be a very strange atmosphere at the Tottenham Stadium because the fans are really disillusioned, even though they're sitting where they are in the league. You know, they're still sitting in a healthy Champions League chance of making it by the end of the season. Um, it's a strange dynamic at Tottenham. You've had Antonio Conte's comments this week as well. He's called out Richarlison today, who's made a comment that, you know, he can't understand why he's been in the team and he feels like he hasn't been playing well and the manager agrees with him, says he isn't playing well. <laughs> it's like, there feels a lot of fractured relationships at Spurs and you have, we haven't even got to the end of the season yet, which I'm sure will be more. Mark, when you look at the form of the other teams in the top four, if you look at even allowing for Manchester United's defeat last weekend to, to Liverpool, sure. but they've been attacking really well, they've been playing really strong. If you look at Newcastle, they were doing okay up until the last little while, but Man City and Arsenal, even Liverpool now, they're pressing forward very quickly. Tottenham seem to be going backwards at the, well, <clears throat> pardon me, but doesn't this happen every single year? You know, they, they have a good run and all of a sudden they, they can't win a game. And we get... You but know, they don't even Antonio... look like they want to score at this stage. Well, that, well, that's the other thing. I mean, and then An Antonio Conte's like... He's, you, you can tell he's, he's not going to stay. He's he's going to go back to Italy. I don't think you can get a bet on that. And also the other thing that will always come up now is, is, is Kane. Is Kane going to stay or is he going to go some, somewhere else? And, I don't know what happens with them. I really seriously don't. They've got a lot of very good players. In fact, they've got a couple of two or three world-class players as well. But on, but on some days, you just look at them and it's as though they're not interested. It's very, very, very strange. And I know they've had some good wins where in the second half they started to play. But I think as far as the supporters are concerned, you watch them play and they think, what is it? I... I listened on the radio to when they played at Sheffield United and all the commentators were saying, I mean, Sheffield United made seven changes to play against Tottenham and Tottenham looked completely disinterested. I really don't know what goes on at the football club. Tony, you look at that four, you look at those forwards, you look at Harry Kane, you look at Richarlison, you look at Son, they should be doing a lot, they should be doing a lot better and Spurs should be doing a lot better and you can only think to yourself, well then, if you've got that type of quality, the problem is the manager. Well, you know, the, the manager has to take some sort of uh, criticism in regards of why so many forwards. Uh, you know, Harry Kane still had a really good season. Son is the strange one for me. I mean, this guy looks like he's devoid of any sort of confidence at all. He, this guy's, you know, he's top the uh, Premier League scoring charts. You know, how could he be lacking confidence in his game? The, the game against Sheffield United was really an illustration of where he is because 
He stayed wide, and as he, the game wore on, he got wider and wider, and was on the fringe of a game that never, never really got involved. And it was a strange one because he's a good player. Um, and you know, we haven't even mentioned Kuliszewski, who's come to this club. Who's you know, is a decent forward. Richarlison has, has literally came and been uh, an enigma. He hasn't got going at all. Now you could say well, he's not had enough game time, but. It's, a, it's not the Richarlison that kept Everton up last year. So there's a lot of strange things going on, on at Tottenham. The manager's future. If, you, if a manager has a problem with a player or the club has a problem with a player that says, look, we, we, we need to know where you're, what's happening with you or whether you're staying at the end of the season. You know, obviously got that problem with Kane. But when a manager, you know, you don't even know what the future is with your manager then someone's got to make a decision at the football club. You can't carry on as a football club and not really know with so much uncertainty at the club, even if your manager's going to stay. Mark, let's move on to, again, tomorrow afternoon, Chelsea going to Leicester City. Graham mm-hmm. Potter, the pressure's eased a little bit, and this might w- going to a very poor Leicester team. Brendan Rodgers is under pressure. It's just a time for Graham Potter to steady it all, get a good away win and move on. Well, you would hope so, <clears throat> um, but you're still not convinced that they're going to score too many goals, especially away from home. But they've had a couple of good victories, and I'm, I'm glad for Graham Potter. He's been under so much, so much pressure. Uh, <clears throat> we don't never, you never know with Leicester at the moment. I don't know if you saw their uh, the figures, how much money they lost last season, which is why they've obviously sold players and not already spent too much money bringing players in. They're a little bit hit and miss. He had a little bit of a run there where in two consecutive games, I think they scored four goals in both. But you'd look at them and you wouldn't be sure as a manager there what performance you're going to get from any, from any any Saturday to any Sunday. So um, I, I would, if you ask me to predict a score, I just think there might be a little bit of a draw there. But at least for Potter, that would continue the run of being unbeaten. Tony, let's go to Sunday's also the two o'clock kickoff. Manchester United hosting Southampton. I think if you were looking for a team to recover after that trashing by Liverpool last week, Southampton's probably the one you want coming to Old Trafford. Yes, a bit like what I said about you know Spurs having Forest. Uh, United have been a really good team. Now, are they a team that could challenge for the Premier League this season? No, that I think we've seen that on you know from the start of the season. Um, there's still some things they're missing at the football club, um, but they've been on a great run. That 7-0 victory is going to stick, and it's a wound that won't heal for a long, long time. Certainly, you know, for Man United fans, it will, this will go to... You know, I, I said the other day, I was at Anfield when uh, Mark might have even played, uh, um, when Liverpool beat Spurs 7-0. I was there. You know, Spurs fans still talk about that game, who were that generation, still mention that game. Um, so... It's, it's something that's going to have to take is, is going to be when you cross that white line now in no uncertainty. And something that happened in the game at Anfield for Man United, which I found intriguing, was that Ten Hag didn't take off Fernandes or Anthony, who clearly were both a problem on the day. And it felt like to me that, that he was sort of saying, you're staying on. You're going to suffer it right to the last minutes of the game. You're going to have to watch your run around for your, your fans who are watching you. You're not coming off. I'm not substituting you because you two were a liability on the day, which was, which was true. And, I, and, and again, Mark will probably say to you, some managers have a bit of a bee in their bonnet about going, do you know what? You stay out there and suffer it. 
Mm. Let's briefly move on to a couple of the other games. I take it, Mark, that tomorrow's early kickoff, Liverpool away to Liverpool away to Bournemouth. We can give them <laughs> another win, but not, maybe not as good as the one they got last year on, on the, at the home fixture. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that, I mean, yeah, the nine wasn't it at home? Um, yeah, I would think so. But listen, you know, if 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 the, if they fail to lose, uh, sorry, if they fail to win tomorrow, at Liverpool, the seven nil means nothing against Manchester United last weekend. But I would have thought now as well, they're starting to keep clean sheets, competition for places. The three strikers all got a couple of goals each, so I would expect a, um, a quite an easy day for Liverpool on the south coast. I would have thought. Tony, final one to you. The evening, the evening kickoff, Manchester City going to Crystal Palace. Palace certainly need something. Uh, certainly a win would be, and a couple of goals would be nice. But do you see them putting up a real defence to Man City? Um, no, no. I think Palace have gone a little bit under the radar of how poor they've been in twenty three and. I heard a couple of weeks ago there was a huge pressure on Patrick Vieira about whether he would be the Palace manager over by the end of March. And um, they've had some tricky games and they've not played well and they look really lacklustered in front of goal. They just don't look like scoring. Um, so it's going to be a tricky game. The worst team you can play. I've talked about you know ideal opponents for, say, Tottenham and Man United in Southampton and, and obviously Forest. But this is a dreadful one for Crystal Palace. Man, Man City can probably play in third gear and still comfortably win this game. Mark, Tony, thank you very much for your time as always. The last word on sport on Today FM with Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie.